Well, good morning everybody and welcome. Welcome to Essex Church and to this, our gathered community of Kensington Unitarians. If you're here, you're part of this community. If you've not arrived yet, you can still be part of the whole. And if you're listening to this service at some point in the future on a podcast, please feel particularly welcome and connected. Maybe get in touch to let us know how you tuned in, because if there's a clear message we're hoping to convey in today's service, it's a message of connection, of oneness and of unity. We're in this thing called life together, even when, and especially when, we may feel a bit separate, alone, isolated even. So let's take a moment now to gather ourselves in the here and the now, perhaps taking a conscious breath, maybe letting go of anything we want to let go of in our busy minds, or maybe bringing something into our awareness, something of importance that we want to have with us now. Let us, by our presence here together, support one another in our journeys of life, welcoming the spirit of this sacred space into our very being, letting it warm and nourish us so that when we head out once more into that world, we feel more inspired to do the tasks that need to be done and to be the people we want to be. And a few opening words from uh, writer Betz Weinecke. As we gather together, may we learn to recognize and affirm the pieces of possibility, the bits of good that we bring. May we encourage rather than control, love, rather than possess, <coughs> enable rather than envy, allowing our individual gifts to weave a patchwork of peace, the soft, deep blue of sensitivity and understanding, the red energy of creativity, the white heat of convictions, the risky, fragile green of new growth, the golden flashes of gratitude, the warm rose of love. Each of us is indispensable if we are to minister to a broken and a wounded world. Together, in our gathered diversity, we form the whole. And so may it be. And may our simple chalice flame this morning connect us with Unitarian communities around the world and remind us to value the freedoms we may oft take for granted. Freedom to think our own thoughts and live our own lives, to love who we love and to be who we truly are. Life as Energy by Tricia Morgan. Think of a first kiss, or someone you've known for many years reaching out to touch your hand. Think of a breath of fresh air as you step outside, or that moment when you catch sight of a sunset glowing so magnificently on the horizon. That spreading sense of warmth and well-being is energy. We might say that all emotion is energy, energy in motion. 
In these terms, there are no so-called positive or negative feelings, simply feelings. If our feelings are allowed to flow easily, we can move onwards. If we judge a feeling to be wrong, unacceptable perhaps, we block its flow and inadvertently hold on to it longer than is needed. All life is movement, all life is energy. Healing arts practiced since the dawn of human existence have encouraged the movement of energy through our very being, using dance and herbs, fasting and feasting, colour and sound, touch and movement, just a few of the many ways we humans have discovered, ways that help healing processes, processes ways to assist the recovery of our wholeness. Tibetan teacher Milarepa is said to have summed up health and all unwellness in one simple statement. Ultimately, there is one source of illness, and that is congestion, and one source of healing, and that is circulation. Modern medicine might expand on that principle, but let each of us consider our own living, consider the ways we impede or encourage the flow of energy in our own lives, and perhaps even in the world, for all life is energy. And that leads us into a time of prayer and reflection. As I call on the one spirit of life and love to be with us now. The one spirit that manifests in so many different forms throughout our world. The one light that shines throughout all that exists. Let there be light. Let there be understanding. Let there be compassion among all the paths that humanity creates and walks upon. The many paths, the multiple forms of creative expression for something that is beyond us and within us. In a moment of stillness, now I invite you to sense that one light shining within us and connecting us with all else that exists. And as we consider our own lives, I invite each of us, if it feels right to do, to find something for which we can give thanks in the week that has passed. However small, let's kindle a flame of gratitude in our hearts. Probably for each of us, there will have been times in this past week when we have fallen short of how we might wish to be. So let's light a flame of compassion in our hearts for our own failings. and spread that compassion to those who have angered us or caused us pain in the last week.
Let's hold in mind a group or individual that we find it difficult to understand or feel compassionate towards. And imagine the connection between us growing stronger and our ability to view reality from another perspective increasing. And in the midst of the great mystery that is life itself, let us work towards peace and understanding in ourselves, in our communities, and in our wider world. And may this be so for the greater good of all. Amen. I would like to talk uh, a bit about colour and the colours of the rainbow, the seven colours of the rainbow, and uh, the seven chakras. The chakras are part of Indian uh, Hindu philosophy, um, not very well known in the West, although people have been interested more and more in Eastern religion. Uh, so the sh seven chakras are symbolized by the seven colors of the rainbow, and they are also connected with our bodies, with different parts of our bodies and they represent different energies, different healing energies. So we start with the color red, um, very strong and vibrant color, and uh, it, in the chakra system, the color red symbolizes the feet and the legs. And I've brought a painting along, which has got quite a lot of red in it. and. Uh, it is really about our connectedness with the community on a very a sort of basic level. It's almost tri on an almost tribal level, about a sense of uh, belonging to uh, a group, a tribe, uh, that sort of thing. That, so that's, that's where we start. That's the color red. I also uh, said something about angels there, so I feel to start us on our journey to colors, we uh, invoke the angels, the positive qualities. So we start with the color red uh, in our legs and feet. And if you have problems with our legs and feet, it can be very good to visualize that color. And then we move up to the body, to the sacrum, the second um, chakra. It's coming together of two. Uh, and that is about uh, sexuality, procreation, and it's the color orange. Again, a very vibrant color, sheer color that um, uh, monks often wear in, in Eastern traditions, Buddhist monks, for instance. Or, um, so that's, uh, in a way, uh, you could say monks really supposed to be celibate, but uh, they still have that vibrant orange color on them. So, uh, in that tradition. And then we move on to the solar plexus. Uh, uh, and the solar plexus 
is seen as a color yellow. And the energy of the solar plexus is about going out into the world and uh, earning a living, being there in, in the world. Um, and that's uh, yellow, strong energy color, and uh, um, we have this energy. And again, if you have problems, it's, it's a solar plexus, a stomach. If you have problems there, it is very good to um, visualize this color and uh, this kind of energy that we need. Then uh, we move on to the heart. And um, that is, uh, so I've, yeah, by, by the way, about the yellow, I have painted this, these yellow butterflies. Um, and that's a sort of the going out energy. That's how I saw it, it's my personal <laughs> interpretation of it. So uh, we move on to the heart chakra. And that's, of course, the center of the body. Uh, it is often seen as a color green. The color green is, of course, where blue and yellow mix. And it's that central energy, also the energy where things change, where uh, you move, you get things moving. The heart is, of course, perpetually moving. So um, uh, some people actually see the heart as pink. So I put a stripe of pink into my painting of the green heart energy. But again, if you have problems with your heart, maybe uh, heart palpitations or rhythm difficult, uh, heart rhythm difficulties, it is very good to uh, visualize the color green. Uh, it, some people uh, see, because it's a combination of the blue and the red, uh, see it's, it's a very calming color. Some people see it as a bit boring. I, I always found it very funny that Kandinsky said, oh well, the colors, it's, it's a middle class color. It's a bourgeois color. It's boring. Uh, he didn't like his students, he was teaching at the Bauhaus, to um, use the color green too much because he thought it was too, uh, the tension was gone. But I mean, if you want harmony, of course, it is uh, very good. And we have a lot of green in nature, which can be wonderful. And actually, it's very difficult to, if you paint, to get the right shade of green. It, you can, you know, you look out at nature and the green is so wonderful. And to get that green is, isn't easy, <laughs> at least in my experience. And I, I always feel I have to mix it up myself. I can't use the green straight from the tube. It's, uh, uh, so it's, um, it is a, a, a wonderful thing, really, to uh, involve yourself in the color green and your heart energy. Then you move on to the mouth and throat, and that's the color blue that seen as in the chakra system is seen as a bright blue. And it's, of course, the color of communication, uh, of speech. And we all must remember that speech can, of course, also be very hurtful um, if you say the wrong thing at the wrong time. So it's also connected with forgiveness. That's the color blue. And then we move on 
to the third eye, and that's a much deeper, yeah, blue. I've got, I've got the, yeah, the third eye. I've got actually the different blues in this painting. The third eye is um, seen in the chakra system as indigo, a very deep blue. And the third eye is about your vision, about also going out into the world with a mission, with a, one could say a ministry. So it's different from going out into the world and it's in uh, the yellow chakra, where it's more about the practicality of it, but that is more about going out to the world with a spiritual purpose. So I painted butterflies again, I painted them in a different shades of blue uh, to um, combine the two chakras. And then the last chakra is the violet, and it's a, the crown chakra, it's the top of the head, and that's where you open up to the universe. So that's uh, the final energy that uh, we uh, have and we can get in touch with. So that's a very simplified version uh, of the chakra system. Uh, if you're interested to find more about it, uh, there's a book by Carol and Miss uh, which uh, connects the chakras uh, with the Hebrew Kabbalah and the Christian sacraments. Very interesting, quite complicated. So um, if, you're more, if you're interested in that, I've got a book on me and uh, you can look at it. So, um, and of course Sarah has got a beautiful uh, rainbow colors here for us. And we've got the candles, which are also uh, in the rainbow colors, uh, more or less. So uh, we next have a song, a wonderful song by Schubert, and it is uh, called Du Holde Kunst, it's in German, and uh, it's about art and how uh, Schubert found consolation in his art, music, uh, in the difficult hours of life. Thanks, Mary. <clears throat> I'm very interested to hear that blue is the throat area because as a singer, and blue is my favourite colour. What about you two? Mm. So that explains a lot. Anyway, this song, as Heidi said, is about the power of music to transport you to a, a better place when you're full of anguish and, and turmoil and you need to turn to something which <clears throat> literally takes you out of yourself.
very much for that. Um, and uh, now I would like to invite you uh, to a, me a meditation on color. First of all, please make yourself comfortable. Uh, maybe if you hold a book or something, just put it down and make yourself comfortable. Um, and. Um, Breathe in and breathe out. And we start with the color red and your feet. Imagine the color red. And you move up the body to your sacrum and you imagine the color orange, the color orange. You move up to the solar plexus, you imagine the color yellow, the color yellow. You move up to your heart, you imagine the color green. The color green. You move up to your throat and mouth and you imagine the color bright blue. Bright blue. You move up to your third eye on the middle of your forehead and you imagine the color indigo, deep blue, indigo, deep blue. You move up to the crown, the top of your head, and you imagine the color violet, the color violet. And now again, you breathe in, you breathe out and you imagine golden light coming from the top of your head down your body right down to your feet. 
You keep breathing and when you're ready, you open your eye, you open your eyes and you look around the room and you come back right to the presence here. Many uh, years ago I studied um, Shiatsu, which is a Japanese healing art, body work, um, sometimes called acupressure, acupuncture without needles, things like that. Uh, and part of our training was to learn about traditional Chinese medicine, which is used in the diagnosis and treatment of Shiatsu. Uh, and an aspect of traditional Chinese medicine is the five element theory. And um, in the West, we had the idea of elements, but we only had four. And I think it's virtually been forgotten and abandoned now. But the five element theory is still currently used in uh, traditional Chinese medicine. And if any of you have been to an acupuncturist, he quite likely would have used the principles from that theory to, um, to treat and to diagnose and treat you. Um, so there are five elements. Um, and it's a way of, that the ancients observed of energy moving around. And at the moment, we're in the metal phase of the five element cycle. Um, and metal is a time, the metal phase, really everything's letting go and quietening down. It's autumn, the trees are falling off the, off, the trees are falling off the leaves. The leaves are falling off the trees and everything's quietening down, the sap sinking down. And then we're going to move into the water phase, um, which is winter, uh, cold, dark. Imagine a deep, deep, dark lake, fathomless depths. That's the water phase. And things start to move in the spring. Energy starts to rise up and the trees bear leaves and the plants start flowing. Everything's green again. Yeah? And then, then we come into the fire element in the summer. Um, this is the time of really everything going wild, wild flowers and colours and everything, yeah. And then that starts to condense down into late summer, the season of mists and mellow fruitfulness, which is the earth time, and then back to metal again. So this is where we are now. And um, in Chinese medicine, the um, elements are associated with organs in the body and meridians. Meridians are channels of energy in the body. Um, the cycle I just described is known as the control cycle, uh, the creation cycle, uh, where one sort of is like the mother to the next one. Uh, and, and now we're in the metal phase, and um, so what can go, uh, and the metal phase is associated with, with the lungs and the large intestine. Uh, when we get to the water phase, that, that's associated with the kidneys and the bladder. Then we come into the wood phase, which is liver and gallbladder. And we come into the fire phase, which is heart and small intestine. And then into the earth phase, which is stomach and spleen. So at the moment we're lung and large intestine. And a way it can be used for diagnosis and treatment, for instance, 
lung energy can, if it's a bit depleted or stuck, you can close down a bit here and become a bit depressed and sad. I mean, there's a natural sadness for a lot of people about this time of the year, but letting go and um, regret that the summer's over. Um, so a way that it could be used for treatment is um, to build up the previous element, which is the earth element. So if you sort of nourish the earth, the earth element becomes stronger, that will feed into the metal element, yeah? And so, uh, and so if, you, if you're a bit depressed, so to nourish the element before is to, to sort of be kind to yourself and build up that earth element and hang out with friends and eat, a nice, eat nice food and, and then you, perhaps you won't be quite so depressed. So that's a brief introduction to the five elements. I mean, we could spend a whole day on it and still only scratch the surface. Um, but those of you who remember when I did something to the, similar to this last time, we actually did something practical, so you couldn't expect anything less today. So we're going to actually work a little bit on one of these meridians ourselves. So the lung meridian runs down the arms, they're bilateral the meridians. So if you feel under your collarbone and move out towards the shoulder, and there's a hollow there, yeah? So that's the second point on the lung channel. Then if you move down over one rib into the intercostal space between the first and second rib and press in there, and it might be ouchy, it should be ouchy, and if I had a lot more time I could come round and find it on you all, but I haven't. <laughs> but if you want to ask me over coffee, where is my lung one point, come and ask me and I'll find you, and you'll go, ouch. And uh, the Chinese call these points Arshi points. Uh, and Arshi in Chinese, I don't speak Chinese, but I know that they say that means that's it. Because when you find it, you know it. <laughs> They're uh, usually a bit painful. So, I'm going to come round the front now. If I, I invite you to stand up if, if you wish. But if you don't want to do this, please stay seated. Be very gentle with yourself if you've got health problems. So what we're going to do, we're going to sort of try and stimulate this point by ourselves. Uh, we're going to pretend like we're Tarzan in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a deep breath in and we're going to make a noise up. Yeah. So deep breath in. And we're going to go.
Let's have a go at the other one. So pump them up, down to the front, pump them down, up to the shoulder, down on the up, 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 Roll the shoulders up, back and down. Really open up this long one area. You'll notice if you feel a bit down sometimes, you tend to close it down. You feel like this, and people say, How are you today? Sort of stand up and open up. Open up to the day, open up to the world, open up to life. Yeah? <sighs> Let's just stand there. Open, we're all open, open to each other, open to your arms going on. Well done. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Author Annie Dillard writes that our life is a faint tracing on the surface of mystery. As we step again into the unknown adventure that is life, may we be brave and loving explorers aware of infinite mysteries beyond our understanding, yet open to possibilities of love and healing and even miracles. Amen. Go well and blessed be.